I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Once you realize what happened the past two weeks, the only thing you can say is, wow, someone turned $8,000 into $5 billion buying SHIB. Tesla zoomed past the $1 trillion market cap and Zuck officially went all in on the metaverse because real life is boring. Quality chaos does keep things interesting. But when it comes to your finances, less is more. And I just found out about one of the potentially most overlooked asset classes in history. It beat the S&P 500 by almost threefold from 1995 to 2020 with nearly zero corrections to public equities. Typically, only billionaires like Bill Gates could afford to invest in it. But now, normal people like you and I can invest in this unexpected asset class. And this might be the biggest thing since Bitcoin. I partnered with the only platform that offers this investment, so you guys can get priority access to it. To find out what it is, head to masterworks.io slash decrypt. That's masterworks.io slash decrypt. See the important disclaimers at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. Now, to the show. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, Coinbase has a mixed Q3 earnings report, we have another ransomware attack, and Beeple is at it again. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, November 10th, 2021. That's my intro today. That's it. Hello, good morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, now let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 1042 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $68,293, up 1.6% in 24. But when I woke up this morning, it was like $66,400. So we went up bigly since the time I woke up, drank some coffee, and now got to the computer. Ethereum, $4,836, up 0.8%. Binance Coin, let's just call it $650, up a percent since yesterday. Cardano, $2.26, down 1.4. And Solana, $246, up 2.4. Rounding off the top 10, Tether is out of the top 5, crazy, but it's in number 6, XRP, Polkadot, Dogecoin, and USDC. Total market cap, we're at $2.96 trillion on CoinMarketCap, which means CoinGecko, we're over $3 trillion, a BTC dominance of 43.5%, and an F dominance of 19.3%. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day today is number 60 on CoinMarketCap, Unis Leo, ticker L-E-O, Leo, and that is Latin for only one but a lion. I guess that's pretty cool. The price is $3.37, up a half a percent in 24. Market cap, $3.2 billion, 
fully diluted, 3.3 billion. So most of it is in supply. And its all-time high was six months ago at $3.92. It's down 14% from its all-time high. Its all-time low was 80 cents, and it's up 300% from there. So it's actually pretty consistent at is its price. It's almost, I've seen stable coins worse than this, actually. <laughs> so what is this Unicedleo or Leo? So Leo was created by iFinex, which is the parent company of Bitfinex, and Bitfinex is an exchange. And the cryptocurrency allows Bitfinex users to save money on trading fees, kind of like the BNB of Binance. Uh, this, is the, this is the Leo of Bitfinex. The extent of the discounts depends on how much Leo the customer has in their account. There are also fluctuations depending on what the trading pair is, uh, if it's crypto to crypto or crypto to stablecoin. And Leo was launched on May of 2019, and unlike other cryptocurrencies out there, it's not designed to exist forever. Anyway, so Leo is the BNB of Bitfinex, if that makes sense to you. And it's number 60 on CoinMarketCap. Moving into today's headlines, Coinbase took a big plunge the other day, well actually yesterday, after its Q3 reports were released, dumping down to around $310. It has been a lot lower, $221 in July, but has rallied since then, closing at $357 on Tuesday. The last 24 hours, though, has been pretty bearish because of the report looking at their earnings for this quarter, which was $406 million, which is a 75% drop from the second quarter earnings of $1.6 billion. However, it is up 500% in earnings from Q3 of 2020. So all in all, it looks like Coinbase is doing bad, but people got spooked because of the Q3 earnings report. Ryan Selkis, he's not having any of it, so he tweeted, I'll buy as much coin as you have right now at $300. If you're spooked, he said, with it going down, he'll buy everything you have for $300. Sell me all you want and then go F off. I tend to agree with him. Just because you're spooked because of one quarter doesn't mean that they're not going to have a great future ahead of them. Well, disclosure, I do own Coinbase, as you guys know. So, But I'm not shilling Coinbase. I just think they have a great future. And I agree with Ryan Selkis. We have another ransomware hack attack. European electronics outlet Media Market is reporting investigating a Hive ransomware attack launched on Sunday, with the attackers demanding a multi, multi-million dollar ransom in Bitcoin. That's why we're talking about it, because they're asking for Bitcoin. The attack has allegedly encrypted and blocked various key services of the retailer, including its ability to accept credit cards and accept returns in some stores. Online sales are reportedly unaffected. Now, you're probably wondering, like, how much could this actually affect them if you can just, if it's just returns and credit card sales? Well, when you're talking about a $25 billion year revenue business, yeah, any little hiccup is millions and millions, if not billions, of dollars. So these attackers reportedly demanded $240 million to release this ransomware and release, you know, their business so they can go on with their day to day. But apparently, it's closer to $50 million after Media Market began negotiating with the attackers. Apparently, if you have a ransomware attack, they could ask you for $240 million, and you can go, nah, you know what, we're not going to pay that, but what about $10 million? And they go, okay, $100 million. And then they go, okay, what, twenty five? And they go, uh, what about seventy five? And apparently, this is a renegotiation process, which doesn't surprise me, because after the Colonial Pipeline attack, a lot of reporting came out on how these, you know, uh, ransomware and hackers and attackers they actually work and they're a business with customer support and hr and marketing and <laughs> it's actually absolutely crazy but 
This doesn't surprise me, even though it should surprise you. This is a big multi, multi-billion dollar business of basically locking companies out of their products and then asking for money and going through the whole process of negotiating the terms. Grayscale's CEO says that a Bitcoin ETF has become a political issue. Grayscale CEO questioned why regulars have yet to approve a Bitcoin ETF since existing Bitcoin futures ETF ultimately tap into the same market. If you remember last week, a couple congressmen wrote a letter to Gary Gensler of the SEC asking what's going on. And remember, Gary Gensler came out and said that he feels more comfortable with the futures ETF because it's less risky. But remember, you're betting on the future price of Bitcoin with a futures ETF. With a spot ETF, you're just buying Bitcoin at the price and it's being allowed to be traded on the stock market like a stock. So the congressman wrote Gary Gensler kind of questioning his reasoning here. Like, obviously, a futures ETF where you're betting on the future price of Bitcoin is more risky than a spot ETF. So this prompts the CEO of Grayscale to come out and say, this must be a political issue. What do you think? Do you think Bitcoin is a political issue or the ETF is a political issue? Do you think that Bitcoin is bipartisan? Do you feel that Bitcoin is more Republican or Democrat? Do you feel that a party is trying to commandeer the ideology of Bitcoin for themselves? And why do you think that Republicans own Bitcoin more, Republican lawmakers that is, more than Democratic lawmakers? Email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. I was talking to a friend about this the other day, and it is very interesting to see that Bitcoin is becoming politicized. I have my opinions. I want to hear yours before you hear mine. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Nexo. They've announced that they acquired a stake in Texture Capital Holdings, a parent company of U.S. broker-dealer Texture Capital. The stake in Texture Capital is part of a seed round for the broker. Texture Capital is a member of the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, or FINRA, and is registered as a broker-dealer in the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or the SEC. The firm specializes in issuance and trading of digital securities using blockchain technology. Texture Capital is incorporated in the state of Delaware and registered in all 50 states. Nexo stressed that they see the Texture Capital acquisition as a strategic move, since the current stake in Texture allows Nexo a far easier investment route while maintaining the same crucial licensing potential. A spokesperson for Nexo further admitted, in terms of compliance capabilities, the potential for future access to Texture's broker-deal license can open many doors for Nexo in the United States. Tim Apple, I mean Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, says he hodls crypto. But Apple, as a company, doesn't have any plans to invest in Bitcoin. However, he says in quote, there are other things that they are definitely looking at. There are a lot of companies holding Bitcoin right now. Companies like Tesla, Coinbase, Square, MicroStrategy. They're holding anywhere from 4,000 to 42,000 Bitcoin. Maybe Apple will get off zero, but Tim just doesn't want to say anything right now. And finally, Beeple, the NFT artist who sold every day's the first 500 days NFT for $69 million at Christie's, now just auctioned off another one for $28.9 million. Now, if you're looking at this as a Beeple sort of thing, they'd be like, oh man, I could have done better. But an NFT for $29 million. The NFT world is the new art world, and Beeple is leading the charge. He's leading the movement. By the way, if you don't follow Beeple's crap, which is what it's called on Instagram, Beeple's crap, every day he posts a new 
work of art and honestly some of them is just amazing i really like his style anyway you should follow him on instagram people's crap link is in the show notes Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.